Welcome to the Meet Me at the Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Rogers, and welcome back to Season 2 of Meet Me at the Mountain. I'm so very thankful to be back with you, and there have been a great number of changes that have taken place with the Scattered Abroad Network, and all of which will benefit you, the listener, we pray. The Scattered Abroad Network is a group or a network of podcasts and blogs which are now under the oversight of the Forest Hill Church of Christ as well as a work of the Memphis School of Preaching. And that's very exciting because uh, all of the hosts of the different podcasts that are on the Scattered Abroad Network are actually graduates of the Memphis School of Preaching. And so uh, I think it's a great uh, opportunity for each of us to be part of uh, working alongside of the Memphis School of Preaching in that way. And so uh, it's just an honor to do so. Uh, also, I have been asked to serve alongside of Michael Clark as one of the directors of the Scattered Abroad Network, and so uh, I'm very humbled to serve in that way, and I, I will be uh, technically listed as the director of programming alongside of Michael Clark, who is the director of operations, and as that, we two directors will uh, work as, as very diligently and as hard as we can to make sure that uh, you get the very best of studying God's Word uh, through these different hosts, and we are so very thankful for all of our hosts and the hard work that they do, the great study and the hours that they put in preparing these lessons. And so I'm uh, just grateful for the opportunity to serve alongside of these good men and, and the work that they are doing. And so you can certainly find us on uh, all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, as well as uh, most all of the, the podcast platforms. Plus, if you'll go to Substack, You'll find our blogs there as well, different articles written by uh, these men that we've been talking about, and so those of our network. Again, this is season two of Meet Me at the Mountain. We will climb the mountains of emotions this season, but also in this season, we look forward to having a couple of guests on the podcast as well and talk about some of the mountains that they themselves have been able to conquer in their lives and to learn some of the valuable lessons, I think, that will be uh, applicable for all of us. And so, and help us in our, our walk of faith and our journey toward heaven. And so, this is Season 2, Episode 1, and today we're going to look at the mountain of anger. As we think about anger itself, it is defined as a stirred emotion of strong displeasure, and it's actually considered a secondary emotion. And so it usually comes about by maybe uh, wounded pride or maybe being by, uh, proven wrong on something or there's uh, confusion about something or maybe we've had our rights infringed upon or we've been provoked in some way or we're just unable to uh, control certain things, and so the loss of control and the vulnerability, vulnerability that that brings about uh, often leads to this emotion of anger and wrath, in fact. We find in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 26 and 27, and so if you have your Bibles, please be uh, getting those and, and looking up these verses with me as we study together. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. The Apostle Paul wrote, Be angry and do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down upon your anger or your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And these two verses kind of, uh, there's some great lessons to be learned here. Number one, he says, be angry and sin not. And so right out the gate, we learn that there's the very real possibility that we're going to be angry. We're going to suffer from this emotion, if you will. But then we're warned, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. Do not give place to the devil. So let's let's talk about a couple of these things. The Bible speaks of uh, what will sometimes be termed as righteous indignation or righteous anger. And First uh, Kings eleven uh, verse nine, we find a, a situation in where King Solomon, that in fact the Lord was very angry with Solomon because uh, those many wives that he had had caused him to turn his back on God. In fact and go after these other gods, the gods of his wives, and so forth. And so he had warned him twice uh, before this point about going after other gods. And so, and, and we read there in Second Kings 11, or rather First Kings 11, verse 9, that the Lord was very angry uh, with Solomon because of that. In Mark chapter 3 and verse 5, we find a situation where the Lord himself was angry at the Pharisees. He knew what they were thinking on the particular uh, situation and uh, whether or not he was going to, they're, they're waiting and they're watching to see if he's going to heal someone on the Sabbath day. And then they'll have something to, to accuse him of, right? And, and so he, he certainly uh, does uh, heal that individual, and, uh, but the Lord certainly did not sin. And so doing uh, we find verses like 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23, and Hebrews 4 and verse 15, where we're reminded that he is in all points tempted as we are, and yet without sin. And so certainly the Lord is our, our great example that we are to follow in his steps and to, uh, to, to see what he did and how he interacted with people and how he dealt even with anger. You remember on one occasion he would uh, he cleansed the temple uh, in, in the sense that he ran the money changers out of the temple, and uh, he was quite upset that they had made his uh, father's house a den of thieves, essentially, and he ran them out with whips and cords and, and so forth. And, and In fact, uh, you get the idea when you, when you read that, that he is, in fact, uh, that he is almost snorting with anger. He is so upset at what they are doing. And so the Bible certainly speaks about righteous anger and righteous indignation, and so uh, we certainly need to learn from that. Wisdom dictates that we do not just um, sail out into the storm of anger, but we stay in that safe harbor until that anger ceases. And I, I like how one brother had put that, the idea that here's the storm of anger, and, and so wisdom is going to teach us, and we learn that wisdom from God, Psalm 37, 8, and James chapter 1, and other places where we, we learn about the wisdom that is from above, that is peaceable, and, and so forth. And so we learn not to just jump out in the middle of that storm of anger, but we learn to stay in the safe harbor until that anger has, has calmed, until it has ceased even uh, before we do whatever it is we're going to do next. And so that's where certainly uh, chapter Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26, when he says, do not let the sun go down upon your wrath, we, we are reminded then to, to give 
a moment of, of peace before you react uh, in, in a way that would certainly be sinful. So be angry and sin not uh, is, is the reminder and the rule that's, put, that's there for us. The Bible also teaches us that, uh, that we can put away uh, that anger and those things that would rule over us. If you, just a few verses later in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 31, he says, uh, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And these things are so uh, interconnected. And in verse 32, he reminds us then, of, of what we're supposed to be doing, be kind to one another, be tender-hearted, and be forgiving of one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgot, uh, forgiven you. And so we have that reminder ever to, to think about uh, not letting that anger rule our lives. And so and that certainly is, is difficult. In fact, one article that I was reading, just getting pre- prepared for this, talked about really three stages of anger. There's probably more, but but these were these were very um, simple to remember here. You have um, escalation. Uh, this is kind of where it is. It's it's kind of beginning, and then it can explode, and then you have the post explosion uh, sometimes. And so this this is something that if we're not careful, this just keeps building and building uh, within us, and we certainly have to be careful about those things. The Proverbs writer says in Proverbs 25 and verse 28 that he that has rule over his own spirit, he is like a city with walls. In other words, he's able to guard himself because he's in control of himself. And so uh, one another writer said this, he says, uh, when the heat of anger uh, affects reason, then we need to turn the thermostat of self-control up a little bit more. And so we have to certainly be careful and, and think about controlling those things and controlling our anger and not letting it control us. And that's, we always have to be in control of our actions. Um, uh, certainly uh, the old saying that, that anger is one letter short of danger. Uh, and there is great danger uh, in uh, allowing that to, to rule the day, so to speak. A wrathful man stirred up in strife, or stirs up strife, rather, but he that is slow to anger appeases strife. And that's what we have to remember. So we certainly have to be in control always of our emotions. Uh, It is difficult, certainly, to do. Uh, We have all had moments where um, our emotions have gotten the better of us, and anger comes out, and that, uh, that angry person uh, will often say things or do things that and, and take things way too far sometimes. And so uh, we have to learn to certainly be in control. And so that certainly is a, a difficult mountain to trek up. Uh, if we were to go up this mountain and, and we had a couple of lookouts, certainly some individuals that we might see, we could think about Cain who killed his brother Abel, uh, and certainly we could look at that in Genesis chapter 4, and we could think about that particular situation, how uh, it, it, was, it was because of, of some other things that led him to explode in anger. It escalated to the point that he was um, angry and, and wrathful, and he exploded. And then, then there's even the, the post-explosion, so to speak, when, when God comes and says, you know, where's your brother? 
um, and, and, you know, am I my brother's keeper, you know, and so he's still upset about those things and, and, and what has happened, but, but ultimately that was his fault. He allowed those things to go too far, and so we have to be careful about that. And one of the things that, that we might be mindful of in, in this situation when we talk about anger and this trekking up this mountain is, is the fact that, that also uh, a continued practice of anger can actually be a detriment to our physical health. And so we, we need to be mindful that, that there are things that can, that can certainly happen uh, in our lives, that that it will affect us in a in a physical way. Uh, these are emotional things that are happening, but um, things certainly an elevated heart rate, blood pressure, a high blood pressure. You know, our respiration increases, the body temperature rises. Uh, sometimes our uh, you know the, the it, it can cause you know our 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 mental focus to uh, to to wane, or if you will, and to um, to be unfocused in, in some way. And so it is, it is difficult to make decisions under that, uh, those kind of situations. But continually, if we are angry all the time, there are other things that um, medical professionals have written about that, that it can cause headaches, it can cause digestive problems, it can cause uh, just ab- abdominal pain in, in general, uh, but certainly a lack of sleep or insomnia, increased anxiety, even depression, again, high blood pressure. Um, it can lead to heart attack and stroke and, and certainly um, other things like that. And so we have to certainly be, be mindful and be careful about that. As we continue our trek up this mountain and we come out to another outcropping and we're able to see uh, from another lookout, we might see a, a moment in Numbers chapter 20, where we see Moses for just a moment, and we see that God tells him and Aaron to, to go and to speak to the rock and and get water, and water will come out of that rock and, and so that uh, the children of Israel would, would have water for them and for their animals and, and so forth. And Moses and Aaron gather the people, and then Moses strikes the rock twice. You know, must we... Me and Aaron fetch water for you, uh, and so forth, and and so and, and certainly God was uh, upset with him uh, in, in that he was not allowed to go into uh, the promised land because certainly of this this situation that would be the punishment that Moses would would have. But you know there are other things that and, and certainly um, he was uh, dealing with a, a complaining and murmuring people, but. Um, he let them get the better of him in that way, in his in his anger, in his uh, in his boasting, and and you know that, that this is something that we're doing, and and leaving almost God out of the picture in this, uh, and and so certainly he uh, he allowed his anger to get the better of him on that particular occasion. As we think about Ephesians four and verse twenty seven, especially. We think about where uh, God has commanded through the Apostle Paul, neither give place to the devil. In other words, don't give an opportunity to the devil because of your anger. And so we have to be careful. That's, and I think that's where verse 26 is stating, be angry and sin not. 
Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Using an angry mind, that's one of Satan's great devices. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11. Uh, and many people today, in anger, um, will, will give in and will be a, a party to the work of Satan because uh, Satan, who is the father of lies, uh, who has deceived many, John 8 and verse 44, uh, certainly he has used the anger of many to accomplish uh, his evil will uh, in the world today. And, and so uh, what often happens because of anger is that reason and logic are, are, are kind of gone out the window, and, and the only emotion left to rule the day is anger and wrath. And so when we're angry, number one, do not give the devil opportunity. Number two, when angry, do not let Satan use our speech in sinful ways. And I think that's where even those verses we noted a moment ago in verse 31 and uh, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Um, we have to be careful even about our speech because anger, obviously, um, when we're angry about something, we might say something not thinking as we should be uh, and, and say something that we shouldn't. Uh, not only that, we might use uh, angry words um, that, that get out of control, or we might even take God's name in vain, or we might um, speak evil of someone else because simply we're angry. And so um, it just starts actions that can get out of control. Uh, and so we have to be careful about our speech. And James chapter 3 reminds us of, um, and James 1 and 3, in fact, reminds us of the tongue and, and how to use the tongue, but where that can certainly lead and, and the dangers of that. And so we have to be very careful about that. Number three, something else to take away from this. When we're angry, again, do not give Satan opportunity in our actions, in our speech, or in our actions. So in our actions, you know, I think about how Satan used envy, you know, fed and fueled by, by anger and wrath, ultimately... To crucify our Lord, Matthew chapter 27, 18 and following. Satan uses um, people who were religious. He used the anger of the Jews on one occasion uh, to, to crucify, or rather to, to put to death, to stone Stephen uh, in Acts chapter 7, verses 54 and following. Uh, and so you think about Herod who the Bible says in exceeding anger, Matthew 2 and verse 16, um, killed innocent children because he was angry. Cain, who was very wroth, killed his brother. We mentioned this already, Genesis 4 and verse 5. Um, and, and so we have to be in control always. Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath, and neither give place to the devil. And I think this is something, I know in my life, something that I've had to work on, something that we all really have to work on. All of our emotions can get the better of us at different times. And so we must grow in self-control. 
Uh, you remember what is referred to as the Christian virtues or Christian graces, sometimes Second Peter 1 and verse 6, one of those being temperance or self-control, being in control. We have to be God-controlled, in fact. We have to let Him uh, lead our lives in that way, knowing His Word, added faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, or self-control. All of these things have to be added to our faith. That new man that's created in righteousness, Ephesians 4, 22 and 24, is going to ultimately put away those things of the old man, those deeds of the old man. He's not going to be uh, sinning because of his anger. He's going to not give place to the devil. He's going to put away bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking uh, with malice and all of those things. He's going to put that away and out of his life. He's been created in true righteousness. And so he is uh, living according to the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, verse 23, in which you'll find in that list also self-control. And so those are things that we need to be mindful of uh, in, in this life as we serve God and as we continue this trek up the mountain uh, of faith and the mountain of, of faithfulness in our lives. Uh, may we always serve God in the best possible way, in the best possible light, showing others in the world that there is a better way than allowing our anger to get the better of us. And so uh, we, can, we can help people see uh, the light of Christ, uh, the light of the world uh, in our own lives. And so that's something that we certainly should work on. And so I hope that this has been helpful and just simply a reminder about uh, our own emotions. They can be uh, certainly difficult to control, uh, but they should never control us. We need to be a God-controlled people as Christians. Thank you today for meeting me at the mountain and for walking up this mountain of study with me today. So very thankful, that, again, that you've joined us and hope that you will meet us again next uh, fourth Sunday of every month. And so in February, we look forward to uh, meeting again at the mountain. And that time, we'll be talking about the mountain of joy. Looking forward to that study. Thank you for joining us.